<laughs> Chris is all pushy and controlling and demanding. No, he doesn't push. He, he, he asked them nicely to move up. I commanded them. That's the difference here. But he's also nice. <laughs> but, but you see how they move, though. Right. Uh-huh. Tell them. They feel sad for you. <laughs> worked. <laughs> so what? Yeah. I noticed everyone didn't move. They didn't move. Black and brown. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone forget to sit in their clock back this morning? Yeah. yeah. You didn't even know? You think you're on time? <laughs> I forgot to set, it, to set it back, and I woke up at my usual time, and I did everything, and I'm like, I think the time went by. And so I remember that it did. So I got back in bed. After I got dressed. But I don't look at my phone like that. I have a clock in there. Like normal people. <laughs> Remember those days when they had your time clocks in there? I mean, uh, clocks didn't understand. Right. Huh? And you normally do early on Sunday morning? Good morning. Welcome to church. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Peterson. You can give your questions uh, and comments to Hake. Uh, and by going to our YouTube channel, chat line. All right? And I can respond to them. Good morning, y'all. I'm glad everybody here. You woke up early, right? It was nice to get to sleep a little later. I had to go back to bed, but I'm here. Um, any first timers for Sundays? Oh, nice. What's your name? Matt. Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Take the mic there. Oh, yes. My name is Matt. Where are you from, Matt? Uh, Matt? Uh, Belmont. Oh, good. Um, how did you hear about us? Oh, I, I followed you for a while. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, on YouTube. Are you married? Yes, yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. Here. Do your wife obey you? Does she obey you? Currently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not before? Not before. Nice. <laughs> Any questions or comments or anything? No, no, not at this time. Okay. Any disagreements? Okay. No, no. All right. Welcome. What's your name? I'm Ruby. So, Ruby, you did not obey Matt before? It's just different cultures. So, yeah, at first it was hard. It was hard to obey him? Yeah. <laughs> and you think it's because of culture? I think so. All women are like that. Oh. Okay. In all cultures. Okay. So it's not the culture. No. Okay. Uh-uh. And so you obey him now? I think so. You're not sure? <laughs> I am. I am. So what's the difference between then and now? Why did you change your mind? Well, if you understand Christ- the deeper meaning of Christianity, then you'll, you'll know that you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Do you listen to the show? Yes. And what was your first impression when you first heard it? I didn't like it at first. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, once you you know 
again, the deeper meaning of Christianity. It does yeah. make sense. And so did you go and forgive your mother and you return to your father? I did. How did that go? They didn't understand what I'm talking about. but <laughs> She pretended not to understand? Yeah, she's like, okay. Oh, she understood. Okay. How do you not understand I'm sorry for resenting you? Because they think that they're not doing anything wrong. Oh, yeah? And they're like, okay. What's your culture? What's your race? I'm from Asia, Philippines. Oh, oh the Philippine women are me. What? <laughs> I used to work for a hospital with a bunch of Filipinos because they were like nurses and things like that. Yeah, it's... They ain't it's, that nice. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I guess it's not about the culture. Well, I guess majority right. will be like that, but again, it depends on the person's it's, perspective. Yeah, it's the person. It's all. It's the same right. spirit everywhere. Right. It's hard to change that because that's your upbringing. Yeah. You know, for many, many years, you grew up like that, and then you hear a totally different perspective. Yeah. But, you know, you just have to be open-minded about it. Are you doing a silent prayer? Honestly, not. I have to find time to do that. Oh, you don't have time for God? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Just a silent prayer, but, yeah, I have to do it. So when God said, seek first the kingdom, you were like, whatever. I'm going. I got to work. No, yeah. Um, well, it's it's hard to explain, but yeah, there's no excuse. I have, right. I have to do it. Yeah. yeah, I highly recommend you do. Yeah. Anything you want to ask me or disagree with or anything? Not at the moment, but probably as we go along. The, oh, okay. The well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. We're glad. We're very excited. Right on. <laughs> Amazing. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. No man is good. All is well. No. How old are you? I'm 12. You're 12. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Any questions or anything? Um, no, not right now. How do you handle your mother when she's mad? I just, like, try to talk to her. You try to get her to calm down? Yeah. And does she calm down? Yeah, sometimes. Oh. <laughs> and do you tell your father to help you? Do you tell your father on her? Usually he's at work, so no. Uh, but from now on, when you get home from work, let, her, let him know. So he can deal with your mother. Okay, I'll tell him. Because it's too hard by yourself. What's that? It's too hard to handle her by yourself. It is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'll drive you crazy. Yeah, it does. And so so that's what fathers are for, to help deal with mothers. Yeah. They're supposed to stand between the children. So let your father know she was bad today. She went off. And tell him right in front of her. Don't be afraid. Okay. All right. All right. Amazing. Any question? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. My name is Johnny Calloway. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Right on, man. Um, um, how did you hear about us? Oh, I've been watching you on YouTube for about uh, four or five years now. Oh, you have? Yeah, but I'm actually here to shoot a, a TV show, Conservative Parents versus Liberal Teens, so I get to give my urban conservative perspective against some liberal kids from somewhere in the world. Oh, okay, nice. Any, I'm glad you're here. Anything, any questions or disagreements or anything? No, sir. You remind me of my, my grandpa Sonny, so no. Nah, I, I was raised getting punched in the chest. Oh, good. <laughs> That's right. Papa said knock you out. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks, sir. All right. First time, this is your first time for church, right? Yeah. And tell the folks your name and where you're from. Isaac from Boston. Right on. Um, 
And uh, you were at the men's conference and everything. You look sharp, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're just like a black person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm black. No, any questions or anything? Um, I'm just curious. You, you say that racism doesn't exist, which, you know, um, through listening to you makes a lot of sense. But why do you acknowledge race? Because I think that's the foundation for people to jump into racism. So... Why do you acknowledge race but not acknowledge racism? That's a good question. Uh, because aren't we like a human race? Human race, but right. why do you acknowledge like black, white? Right, we're just a human race. But in reality, we are a spirit. We're not our bodies, right? And so the spirit is either of love or hate. And so if you have hatred in your heart, if you have one iota of anger, you have hatred. And you have no love for anyone, so you're going to treat people without love it's a, it, in an evil way because you can't help it. But when you, if you return to the Father, you have love, then you, the real you, are going to treat all people the same with love. And that's not a physical thing at all. It's, it's spiritual. Absolutely. But the world gave, gave titles to things. Right. And titles deceive you. Because so many, and I believe that once I moved out here, I started to believe racism exists. And once you believe a lie, it's hard to overcome that lie. So do you believe that there is a black race, a white race? Because isn't that a, uh, something that we might have just accepted because it's something we learned? But yeah, then we have to disabuse ourselves even of that because that's a man-made concept, race, white, black. You know, and a lot of your message focuses on, you know, whites, blacks. And are you saying that are you asking, is it wrong to say that there are black people and white people on it? Yeah, because I think that gives a foundation for people to jump into racism. Really? Because once you acknowledge race, right. it's just a way to describe one oh. race hating another race. And then what should we say? Um, like you said, the human race. So don't say black or white. If if you want to say don't acknowledge racism, then don't say black or white, right? If if that's the direction we should move into, I think. I mean, it's hard, but just like it's hard for you to get I, people to understand that racism doesn't exist, right? It's it's another fight to get people to understand that race, this man-made. Concept. Very interesting. I, what I realized once you return to the Father and you start living from within, it's not in your mind. It's no big deal. You're not walking around thinking black or white. Really, you you see the you see the spirit, and you don't think black or white, but you know that this is a black person, right? But it's not in your mind. I used to before I returned to the father. I used to wake up in the morning, once I started hating white people, and I would think about my color. Now when I wake up, I don't think about my color at all, uh, you know. But once you overcome the anger. You see that it's spiritual, so it's not. It's like a big joke after that. Things that used to be so serious are now funny, mm-hmm. because it, being black or being white or Asian or whatever, it's not really a big deal at all. I think that's the only way to overcome it. But as far as saying it to me, it's no big deal. I see your point though. You're saying without even saying black or white. That's going to be hard with hate, don't you think? <laughs> he white. <laughs> you see all his little whiteness now. <laughs> but very interesting, man. Yes, sir. Uh, right next to <laughs> Welcome to church. I know you were here Thursday night. Yes. Um, 
Any questions or anything? You're from Boston too, right? Yes, I am. Any questions or disagreements or anything? Not right now. Not right I'm now? I'm sure something will come up. Um, are you going to overcome your anger? <laughs> yes. You are? Yes. What, what do you think about when I said that in a male that has anger is a girl, a woman? I've heard you say it before. Uh-huh. So when I first heard it like a while ago, it triggered me. Now I just I don't really care. <laughs> it's um, okay to be a woman. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it doesn't move. It doesn't bother you, right? No. Nice. Good. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Thank you. Thank you right. for having me. Right next. Yes, sir. Morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning. You were here Thursday night as well, so I was. Any questions? You live here in LA now, not Boston, right? Yeah, I moved out here like seven months ago. So oh, yeah. okay, you like it out here? Love it. Oh, I yeah. mean, the only three things that suck are the weather, uh, not the weather, the uh, the air smog, the traffic, and the water. Everything else is dope. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it used to be paradise here. Oh yeah, I mean when it I still is. You know, you just gotta, beautiful. You got to seek the paradise spots. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, any questions or disagreements or anything? I do have a couple disagreements that I'm gonna be honest with. Yeah. I don't believe that um, it is right for a woman to be looked at as a devil. Why not? Because a woman is a divine being, just like a man is. You know, I believe She's a what? A divine being. What's a divine being? <laughs> uh, <laughs> a special being. What's a special being? So you know what the word special is? No. I don't know how that applies oh, to shit. a woman. How do you view a man in your opinion? What? How do you view a man? Like, what do you look at a man as? One that love was right, live right, and do right. And why can't a woman be the same? They can. They can. Right, but until then, Satan is her daddy. Okay, here's another question I have for you. What, what do you, you think about that? I don't quite believe that. You don't? No. Who do you think their daddy is? My daddy's the one the, who created me. No, the women. Oh, the women? Well, they were created by their daddy. But who is their daddy? Their spiritual daddy? Spiritual daddy is the universe, is what I call it. Well, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in God? Oh, yeah, that's what I call it. You call it a universe? He, she, whatever it is, I have no clue. Amazing. <laughs> now I'm starting to understand. So what's special about a woman? Um, well, a woman has different aspects that a man has when it comes to, I mean, men. some men think that women are emotionally crazy, which can be true. But on the other hand, I think that women are also, uh, they have a lot of instincts that men are not quite in touch with yet. You know what I'm saying? They have a lot of what? Instincts. Like, like what? Gut feeling. Like what? For example, if I were to go and do something stupid out in the streets, my sister or whoever feminine I'm in touch with would, would you know, maybe stop me from doing that because they, they feel it's a dumb idea to do what I'm doing. And I'm just going ahead to do it because I'm thinking with my head, whereas women are mostly in touch with their, um, with their gut instinct more than men are. Amazing. Yeah. Did you go to college? <laughs> no, I actually did an apprenticeship as a cabinet maker. What? I did an apprenticeship as a cabinet maker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you believe that? Yeah, I mean... In I'm, your mind, that seems so real. Yeah. I um, mean, I've seen it, so... You've seen it? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so if that's true, when women raise children without father, why the kids end up becoming drug addicts and gang well, members? I'm not a drug addict, am I? I don't know. Uh-uh. <laughs> I stay, I stay clean and straight. For, I stay in why shape. Why does that happen for the most part? 
Well, I will say this. Um, I know from my own experience, it was hard to be raised without a decent father, you know, because my dad died at a young age. Yeah. And so my mother, in her opinion, it was good to, you know, get another man in the house to give me a a father figure, which was the biggest mistake she kind of made. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, for her, it was also part of being lonely, but also, you know, to give me someone to look up to. Whereas I have older cousins that I look up to. I have uncles that I look up to. And, yeah, it was a shame I didn't have a father. But for me... I will admit it was hard being raised by a woman by herself, but she provided everything she needed to for me to she grow. She did her best. Huh? She did her best. She did her best she could possibly. Yeah. What and is special about a woman? What is the gut instinct of a woman? Gut instinct is, you know, when she's thinking more or not thinking, but she's feeling more with her heart than she is with her mind. And you think women feel with their hearts? The ones that are in touch with it, definitely. Like who? Girls that I've ran into. Where are they now? Where are they now? I'm in touch with them. You know, they're homegirls, friends, whatever. Amazing. So if you believe that, are you able to lead women? Lead them? Yeah, definitely. How do, why do you... So what, do, I, what I think the concept is, is I believe that the male is supposed to be the lead, the protector, and the provider. And the woman is supposed to be the loving heart of the, of the family and the one who keeps everything safe at home. Whereas the man is, you know, the one fighting the battlefield, as you call it in old terms, right? Um, but I believe it's an equal concept of each relying on each other How and also showing that to the children. How old are you? 23. Do you believe the father sh- should lead the wife and the mother spiritually? Father as in God or as in like the father? The, the father, yeah, the physical father. Father, um, I believe it should be equal in decision making. So you everything think- should be made, everything should be discussed before a decision is made. And, 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 <clears throat> That doesn't make sense. Why not? I, so you think a woman is equal to a man? In certain ways, yeah. In what way? Mm, by just being a human being. Amazing. Are you a Christian? No. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, nice. No, I'll, tell you, one, I'll I tell you one thing. My dad was raised, I can't remember if it was a Catholic or a Christian. Right. And my mother was raised at JW, which you know what that is. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Which oh, is that's the an evil, evil religion. Exactly. They were both That's raised the in that, so they raised I ever me heard in yet. I normally don't say religions are evil, but that one is evil. Oh, yeah. I have talked and counseled with men and women that have been totally traumatized. Like my family, my mother's side. Yeah. They were all in that religion, and my mother was the only one who managed to, like, break free from it completely. Good, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. And, and I appreciate your ideas. Well, thank you very much. Even though they... They seem crazy? They are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I was born in crazy, but I, so I'm proud I, I've of that. been there. I've been with crazy before, so I understand. All right, cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, is this your first time here? Yes, sir. Right here. Then I'll come to you. What's your name, and how did you hear about us? My name is Derek. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah, I heard you about you. Um, Speak up a little bit. Derek. You heard, said Derek. Derek, yeah. Oh. Uh, Derek. Derek. Yeah, I heard about you on YouTube and just uh-huh. like watching stuff. How long you been watching it? Uh, probably since like 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any questions or disagreements? No, just it's just interesting how like, um, I guess with all like the whole COVID and vaccine shit, I mean stuff. Um, how old are you? Uh, 38. Millennial, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Can you kind of speak up a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Okay. You know, I just sort of like, 
instead of being all scared, I just surrendered to God. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. And then I just started listening to you, and it just all made sense, you know? Yeah, so, good. So, yeah, have no fear. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, do you live here in L.A.? Yes, sir. Any questions? How, how's your life going now that you've heard me? It's going good. It's going amazing. I like it. Yeah. Did you go and forgive? Huh? You went and forgave your mother? Yes, sir. How did that go? Wow. So she just went through all type of emotions at once. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, first I was scared. Like, And I remember you saying that, you know what I mean? Like you're shaking in your boots. Like, yeah, and I, I thought about it for a while, you know, and then like <clears throat> I went and did it. And like she was just like kind of scared or like kind of mad. She started arguing with me and, sh- and stuff, and yeah. I was just like, "Nah, it's not." You know what I mean? Like, it's all right. You know what I mean? And then I, <laughs> I immediately moved out, out of my apartment like that day. You know, because she was, because uh, I was going to go do something else in another city, and um, I just felt, ma- I, I just felt good. You know, like right driving on. down, you know, that long road, just like thinking about it and stuff. So nice, amazing, man. Yeah. And, and how about your father? So yeah, that's another thing. I haven't talked to my father like my whole life. I only seen him like your whole. You have never seen him. Well, I seen him like a handful of times. Like once when I was like fourteen, and then another time when I was like twenty-one. Oh, uh, your parents. Uh, um, why you haven't seen him? I guess they split like back in the day. Do you know how to find him now? Yeah. So um, after I forgave my mom, and I thought about forgiving my dad because I, f- I felt like I wasn't complete. I guess like yeah, absolutely. I felt like you know. And I didn't know how to find them, really. So I looked up on Facebook, and I got in touch with my cousin because I had – last time I talked to him, <clears throat> I had gotten t- in touch with my aunt. And so I just went on Facebook, and I was like, yo, do you got my dad's number? So and he called me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And um talked to him, and um, I met up with him and, you know, forgave him and stuff. And he was like – Real happy about it, you know what I'm saying? Yep. He was, like, real happy. and like Fathers love their children. Yeah. And when they leave the mother, they're leaving the mother, not their children. But he was trying to say, like, oh, that's on some Hebrew stuff. And I was just like, nah, you know what I mean? Hebrew? Yeah, you know, some, yeah. Some, he said it sound like Hebrew stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, it ain't nothing like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I talk to him every, like, any time, you know. It's like, right it's, it's real cool to talk to him. Can y'all understand him? Sorry, yeah, I'm just kind of like nervous. I never, you know what I'm saying? You're nervous? Yeah. You want to come up here? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you do it better. You do it better, Jesse. What kind of work you do? I'm a chef. A chef? Yes, sir. Right on. That's what Nick used to do. You know who Nick is? The anchor baby? Yeah, yeah. He was a chef. I like all you guys. You guys are all funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Hake is? Yeah, he's over there. The computer. Yeah, he's a bright light over there right now. <laughs> he, he reminds me of my my friend Mike. He looks exactly like him. Oh, yeah? yeah. What did you think when hate shaved his beard? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> like James, James Bond, you know? <laughs> I was like, what a mess. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, man. Any Thank questions you. about <laughs> anything? Not really. I just wanted to come check you out, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you know, like your your message. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Your parents are black. So my mom's Filipino and my dad's black. All right. Yeah. So I, she got I, 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 Filipinos are crazy. You read about that. 
They are. Yes, sir. I remember I worked in hospitals before, and mm-hmm. a bunch of Filipinos and nurses and things like that, and they made the best, uh, what do you call those little round things? Lumpia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are so good. <laughs> they used to bring them to work. I would eat the whole pan. <laughs> and then they would have parties and make a lot of, what do they call? The roll ones. Lupia. Yeah, Lupia. Yeah. You make those? I don't blame you, man. I would have married her. <laughs> the pain is worth it. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, the reason I asked because you have good hair, and I wonder. Oh, yeah. Well, I combed it. I was going to wear a hat, but you don't wear hats to church. you know. Right. Nice. <laughs> you got good hair. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad I'm here, too. Thank you. Right on. Uh, the young lady in the back, you had your hand, right? This your first time here? Oh, good. Take the mic for me. Hi. Hi, what's your name and how did you hear about us? Uh, I was walking by and I saw Bonds and I thought this was a Bond. <laughs> oh, like, I thought it, I, I I thought it was a Bond agency. Oh, like a bail bond. Yeah, and someone had stolen my car. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now. And And someone else put the person who stole it, who took it, in jail, and I wanted to get them out. You so, wanted to get the person out of jail? Yeah. You wanted to get the person who stole your car out of jail? Well, they took my car. They didn't steal it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. There's a difference. Right. Uh-huh. And so you wanted to get that person out of jail? Exactly. Why? Because he's a drug addict, and uh, he, he, meth, I didn't know him very well, and uh he was fine, but when he did the meth, that's when he stole the car. So he didn't really steal it. The meth stole it. So That's amazing. You should leave him in jail so he can cool down. He has cooled down enough. He's been in there a week. Is he still in there? Yeah. Are you still going to get him out? I am. You are? I am. But he's just going to do drugs again. Well, not if I talk to him. <laughs> so you could stop him from doing the drugs? No, I can't stop him. Only he can stop himself. So let him sit in jail. Pardon? Let him sit in jail. Well, so that's he... not the way I roll. So you could let him sit. In you jail. roll. You don't roll like that. No, I don't. You save men. No, I don't save anybody. People have to save themselves. So, but aren't you running a risk by putting him back out right now without him? No, I don't think so. You, you're pretty sure that he would. I think he's in risk being in jail. Oh, amazing. And you don't know him that well, you say? No, I know him pretty well, yeah. But you didn't know he was on drugs? These are a lot of questions. <laughs> I thought I came here to ask you questions, but um, he... So what's the question again? Cause there's so you many. didn't know... You, did you say you didn't know he was on drugs? I did not know until probably about 15 minutes before he stole the car. Wow. He, because he tried to do drugs, and I told him, if you do those drugs, you can exit my car and my life. All right. Put the mic to your mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I wish you well with that. Thank you. All right. You have questions for me, you say? Well, yeah. My biggest question is, you know, um, the gentleman who, 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 was, uh, who, in, who invited me to the service, I came here, and then I found out this wasn't a bond. A place to, so, 
because I didn't want to go to the police because they're Please a bunch of criminals. Because they're a bunch of criminals. Right. Who like the a, police? The LAPD. They are criminals. Yeah. Really. Most of them are. Why do you say that? Well, because they don't arrest the real criminals. But they can't. Why can't they? They'll be called racist. Okay, so I've been arrested like four times in my life. and Nice. <laughs> it, that's not funny. Huh? <laughs> you think it's funny? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think you Why were, were you funny. arrested four huh? times? Why was I? Uh, the first I, time I was arrested was uh, back in Detroit, because in this country, Detroit's my home. Uh, and I was arrested in Detroit. Can you consider my for me? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was arrested in Detroit because um, I was at a demonstration at the University of Chicago because right. there was a gentleman named Edward Banfield who worked for Nixon who said that black people and poor white people were culturally inferior and needed to be put in closely supervised public housing and sterilized. Wow. No wonder you were to tell. That's nice. Are you black? I'm black, and I'm South Asian, and I'm, I got a little Irish in me, and Portuguese, Italian, and French. Wow. That sounds like a rainbow coalition. Yeah. They, they call that Creole. Creole? Creole. Oh, I see. When you're mixed, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So you want to know the next arrest? Well, no. What is enough? It's amazing you've been arrested four times. I've never been arrested. I'm black. I mean, I'm black. My my grandmother. You know, I've never been arrested. He's really black, though. What do you mean, really black? I'm like black. Honey, everybody's black. You like all mixed black, right? But I'm the real deal. I don't think so. I don't think you are. No. No. Because everybody can't, everybody can't. Why is I a little white Can I say in something, me? please? Because I, uh, everybody. I have some white in me, so I'm not totally black. <laughs> yeah, I have blue eyes. I have hazel eyes. Wow, we got to take a picture. Together? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh. So, anybody. Uh, I got to get rolling. We're right out of time. Well, you know, I have able to ask you the question. Okay, what's your question? Ask you, and I just need to say something. Speak Every, the mic for me. Everybody in this room has black in them because that's where, that's where life started. So this man and every white person in here has got black in them. I wouldn't say that if I were you. <laughs> Can you stop making jokes and let me ask the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, this ain't a joke. This is real. You well, think that everybody came from black? I don't think it. Listen, let's not. Can we move on? Because you keep asking me questions. But you yeah. keep saying things that are crazy. No. You think I'm crazy? No, I said what you're saying is crazy. Well, no, do but you what's your that? question for me? Okay. Well, you know, it takes one to know one. Uh, one it, crazy person to know another one? Well, that's what it, they say. Absolutely. Okay. I'm so as you crazy can call as the best people of crazy, so maybe you're crazy. That's right. So, okay. <laughs> So this What's is the thing. When I came here, I came here and I found out that they did counseling. Right. I've been raped six times in the last eight months, and eight, LAPD hasn't picked up one person. And some of these people are icons in the black community, like Earl's Grill on Crenshaw. 
Well, don't name anyone here. Pardon? You can't call out any names. Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't I know didn't. if you're telling the truth or not. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. What were you doing getting raped six times? What was I doing? Yeah. Being a woman, walking down the street. So you're just walking down the street and somebody raped you six times? Well, do you, no. I knew every person that raped me except for one man. Oh, well, then you weren't raped but one time. <laughs> if you know the person, you're not being raped, right? You know what? Isn't that true? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm not leaving. Speak it to the mic. I'm not leaving. I really have to leave because I got an important meeting in oh, Malibu. Okay. So I got to go. Right on. But I came here because that wonderful man who stopped this young man from harassing me, who's part of your church. Right. Oh, this is a lady that came Friday. Excuse me. Huh? Excuse me. You're being oh, rude. Hold on a minute. I'm trying to find out. No, you're you being rude. No, you be, you're at my house. You're being rude. Hold you on. You invited me in your house. Hold on a minute. I didn't invite you here. <laughs> who invited you? Who invited you? Listen, honey. <laughs> How old do you think I am? You're, You're asking everybody their age. How old do you think I am? I would say about 75. You think I'm 75? Uh, are you older? Are you older? No. How old I'm are you? younger. How old are you? I'm 66. Oh. She never asked anyone to guess at your age. I can ask anybody whatever I want. Well, don't ask they that. They don't have to answer. Did you like that answer that you're 75? Pardon? Did you like it? It doesn't matter. I don't uh, care what you think. Oh, okay. Okay, we got to go. You got to go. Yeah, and I got to go. All right, bye. <laughs> Thank you for coming. You don't like anybody taking you up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, bye. Because you think bye. Go out there and get raped some more. We got a couple of rapists waiting out there for you. <laughs> anyway, any questions about it? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, hi. Uh, uh, Amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you said that you wanted to address last week's biblical question. How yeah. do you know if you have faith in God? Yeah, that, Let's that's, get back to the real that's deal. That's what right? I will bring it up uh, <laughs> yeah. right now. Is last week's biblical question is, how do you know, how do you maintain your hope in God? Hope in God. Oh, well, yeah. I thought it was faith in God, but yeah. Um, um, the reason why I have faith in God and I know that God exists which is almost the same thing as what you're saying, right? What you asked. No. I have, no? That's not the question. Hope in God or faith in God? Or? How do you maintain your hope, hope in, in God? God? Well, I have two eyes that see, two ears that hear, two hands that work, two legs that walk. I, I'm fluent in two languages. I have two parents that are still alive. Thank God they're still married. I grew up with them. You know, they were married in the church, and uh, as an adult, I feel that, that and I still have, I, have a, I have a father in my life, and I work with him currently. Right. My whole life I've been work, working with him. That's how I know I have faith in God or hope in God. 
So that's it. that's how you know you have hope. Uh, that's how you maintain your hope in God. Yes. With all those things you just told me. With it, what I mean, I feel. So I, mean, I don't know if I'm blessed were, or not, but I mean, a lot of people don't have what I have. Right. So I have to be grateful for that. You know, two parents. So if you were to lose your parents, would you lose your hope in God? Uh, no, because it's up to me to create a new family. And so if you lose your parents, you would create another family? Well, I mean, I could create one now, but I have to choose, I have to find a, the right woman. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, so I appreciate if you. my father dies, I mean, it'll hurt me, but we got to keep going. You know, I mean, it, it's up to me to uh, teach my children what my father taught me. Just like what uh, my grandfather taught my father, you know, and and that's how you maintain your hope in God. Yeah, well, I mean, God in Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, woman over children, right? I mean, that's that's the order, right? I mean, right, right. That is the order, and that's how you maintain your hope in Him. Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, this young man right here, Warner. Let me find to it. No, right there. Oh, how did that situation turn out with your daughter? How's that going? With my son at school? Oh, yeah, your son. Yeah, uh, God provided in a, a very big way. It was uh, very difficult. Um, I don't remember how much I told about it. Do you want me to give a quick recap? Yeah. yeah? yeah. So my son started school at the end of August, and I uh, found out he was in a drama class. It was an elective class, and uh, did some digging around to find out the name of the class was actually Decolonized Drama and Theater. Got a hold of a copy of the syllabus, which had some statements about uh, white supremacy, how the class was going to be teaching um, the kids to focus on the areas of theater and writing which had been suppressed by white supremacy. We were going to be de-emphasizing all of the male writers, uh, heterosexual writers, the et cetera, et cetera, Amazing. and emphasizing the drama, theater, and writers who were uh, coming from backgrounds, indigenous backgrounds, black backgrounds, LGBT backgrounds, women backgrounds. All of those things are going to be elevated. Everything else is going to be put down. Right. So I expressed to the teacher and the principal that I was not comfortable with this. And uh, could they please let me know what the other options were for my son uh, in this class, uh, during this time each week, something else, uh, elective class. They tried to ignore me, tried to ignore me, tried to push me off, say that's not possible, tried to get me to talk to the person who wrote the curriculum so they could convince me of how it was all yeah. legitimate, ignoring my request, then saying it's not possible. And so I started showing up at the school. Uh, you might know the schools are closed. LUSD schools are closed to parents. They're not allowed on the campuses. Oh, I didn't know that. This year. Wow. Not allowed. Zero. Not on campus. Zero. It's for your, it's for our own good. Why is they allowed? I don't right. hear the rallies or anything against I that. I know. It's great. I've been, I've been rallying. Um, so, you know, I'm showing up and I showed up to check my son out from this class, right? I, I, uh, I tr tr did that once and then the second time I, came back to do that. They started playing games with me, started calling his mom, who I'm divorced from, and collaborating with her. And they started letting me know they were going to potentially have to get Child Protective Services involved. 
because I'm at school trying to pick up my son, right? Like behind the fortress. You've seen these schools. They look like prisons, right? Yeah, you can't even they do. Yeah, so they, they're not answering. I'm going to call box. I've, I put in a form legitimately to check out my son. You know, you put the form in in the morning, and then you show up at the time that you say, and I show up, and they're not answering. Like I'm at the call box outside the prison, you know, like a mile away from the office, you know. That's they're amazing, not letting me. Man. Yeah, they don't let me in. So that happened a few times, and I was persistent with it, and even though they were basically trying to bully me and get me to go away. Ignore me, and then um, make a long story short. Like right after I got a recommendation from you uh, about an attorney, um, the next morning, uh, ma- their, his mom sent an email to the principal saying, "Dad is being uh, being aggressive and threatening, so I have no choice but to agree to his demands." Which is very strange. The yeah. mother said that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the mom was saying saying that. And uh, the principal, who had been telling me all along, no, we can't minute, do this. Hold on a minute. Um, you can take the baby back in the back where we keep the kids, if you like. Okay, They'll show you over here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Okay. So the principal, who all along had tried to deny me the ability to put him into another class, trying to make me go away and say that's not possible to do that, the mom sends an email once to the principal saying, because of the dad and the way he's acting, I'm going to have to agree to get him changed into a class. And the principal, like, almost instantly said, okay, we're going to change him. Wow. So God provided, you know, God provided an alternative to, to not have my son in that class. Good, and, man. And I learned a lot about the system, and, you know, it's put me on a path that God okay. has me on to, to continue to, you know, to fight and to stand up for you know what's right, and when you see, you know, the way I looked at it, I told my son, he was uncomfortable, and I said, number one, son, listen, if it's a choice between what's right and my relationship with you, I'm sorry. I got to do what's right. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I got to do. That's right. And what's going on in this school is that I'm supposed to raise my kids up in the ways of the Lord, and they're raising you up against the Lord. Yeah. I can't let that go on. God doesn't want that. So that's, that's Amazing, how it wrapped man. up. Uh, how old is your son? He's in seventh grade, man. Twelve-year-olds are trying to teach him this stuff. That's this is 12? like college, college stuff. Yeah, they're trying to teach him at 12. Because they're trying to get to them before we get to them, right? Yeah. No parents would Absolutely. teach their kids about this stuff at this yeah. age. So they want to get them in where their brain isn't ready. Yeah. That is pure evil. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm glad that you got involved, man. Praise God, man. Yeah, it was good. And it's going to be interesting to see this may lead to something else yeah, or something else. it is. Because I didn't know that the parents could not go on campus. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, they locked all the, and they don't have any, you know how they used to have like a, a room mom, and you could connect with all the other parents through that or from being at the school. So they shut that down, too. So the schools don't have room parents anymore. There's no way for parents to talk to each other. So they got wow. everybody isolated. So what they have now, what they have now is these... Affinity, <laughs> yeah, open oh, nonstop, nonstop. They have these affinity groups of different, you know, parents. You want to join the Black Affinity Group. You want to join the Latino Affinity Group. Wow. You want to join the LGBT Affinity Group. That's how you can connect at schools only through that route. And then for white people, y'all heard of white accountability groups. That's one of them. Seriously, my school, my kid's school, there's like six groups. The ones I just named, white accountability. I never heard of it. I just just found out about it. White accountability group. White people are supposed to hold each other accountable to be anti-racist. And that's all they do is sit around and wring their hands about how can we be anti-racist. That's what they do. Emails every week. That's amazing. It's crazy. Um, It's amazing that the government and the schools think they can take over your children 
and do what they want with them. Yeah. And if you complain, they can even lock them in there and keep you out. <laughs> yeah. The parents. Yeah, they took our That's money. That's mind-blowing. They built the school. They took our money and wrote the textbooks. They took our money. They paid the teachers. Then they make our kids go there, and then they won't let us get our kids out. <laughs> this is crazy. That's mind-blowing, man. I had no idea, though, that was happening in L.A. Uh, well, I'm glad you got him. Are you concerned now that he's still going there that he may try other things on him? Or does he communicate with you? It's going to be a challenge. No, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that put a little bit of a strain in the relationship because he's too little to understand yeah. what's going on. And so to him, it's like, oh, the teachers are going to be mad at me. The principal is going to be mad yeah. at me. And all the other kids at the school, I call it I call it Operation Lockstep, what's going on out there. You know, and all these little kids are in Operation Lockstep. They're all masking up nonstop. They're required to do it. The teachers do it. Um, and... That's yeah, amazing, yeah, it's man. just as there's it's difficult. So it put a, it put a strain, but I have to stand up for what God wants. And yeah, that's what we're called to do. You know, Jesus told us very clearly: you got to be willing to walk away from everything you love in this world, every Absolutely. person you love, every house you love, every job you love. You got to be willing to walk away that's from that. Right, and that's what he love him with to. all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. Congratulations. Um, are you are you able to FaceTime on the show tomorrow to talk about that? Uh, Maybe just, I don't have a I don't have an iPhone, but I oh. I, I, I could. It's not, it's not FaceTime; it's Skype or Zoom. Oh, yeah, it's, you can. It's possible. Do you want to do it? Will you do it? Have Nick contact you. If yeah, not tomorrow, sometime because yeah. I would love to put that yeah, out there. I didn't good. know that. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Okay, well, give your information to Nick. Yeah, he's got. We'll talk. And, and we'll talk about it on the show. All right. Amazing story, man. Amen. Men Amen. gotta get back involved. They gotta get involved because if they don't, it's over. Yeah. Satan knows that he can use the woman yeah. and just control them and make them believe and do whatever he wants them to because of their relationship with him. So it comes through the woman. Look how they call your ex-wife. Yeah. And why didn't you, you the father of the child, they didn't even need, to, they didn't need to call her at all. Yeah. But they called the woman. Yep. It was all women. I had to say it. But uh, the teacher, the principal, the assistant principal, the office manager, the former wife, that's all. They were all doing their thing. Yeah, man. And they were all speaking the same language. Oh, too. yeah. Because they had the same, same daddy. Same vocab. Yeah, same vocabulary, yeah. same approach. When I tried to talk to mom, I talked to, tried to talk to mom before this even started. I said, hey, let's come up with a plan here. She's like, no, you can leave me out of this. I'm not talking about this. Whoa. Well, I'm glad it's working out. Oh, praise God, man! Only way, only way it could have worked out was I couldn't have, I couldn't have figured out how this was going to work out. I just kept going, you know. I just yeah. kept going and kept uh, putting what was right out there, and you know, he he solved it. Amen. So, when you hear this, what do you think about that? What they're doing in the school? Are you in the pub? You're saying in public school? Oh, uh, well, I believe it. I mean, uh, speaking to the microphone. Well, for me, I I. Uh, I was raised by nothing but women, so um, you know, growing up around women just kind of messed me up. I, yeah. I see that spirit in, in me now. Um, so uh, right when I forgave my mother, I, I sensed that God was lifting those bad spirits out, and I, now I just feel a whole lot better. So do you, are you concerned that, your son's in a public school, right? Yes, sir. Are you concerned that they're going to mess with his oh, mind, yeah, too? Oh, that's, yeah, that's why I'm always on them. You know, I'm trying to work Work with. He's my stepson, so uh, he has so a different... you don't really care. 
Excuse, no, I, it's, it's not that. He's my stepson. He's not really my son. He, he was. Uh, no, but I just, I just, he was just in my life about seven years ago. Right. So things, it, it was a little bit harder to, uh, uh, to raise raise him. In a, in a different way. You know, Speak different, to the In a different way, where I felt like the way God felt uh, with, with strength. So yeah. it's a, it a little bit tough to, it was tough for me to take over that, that yeah. job. That's why parents are not supposed to bring step-parents into the lives of the children. Yeah, children I, only want their I parents. I realize that now, you know. I, I didn't know that when I... Why do you know that before? Can you speak into the mic? How many times am I going to tell you? Please? I'm sorry. It was a habit. Oh. So what no. was the question? Did, why you didn't know that beforehand? I was, I was in the fallen state. Yeah, I understand that. I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, are you concerned about him at school? I am. And, and let her have a mic for me. Yeah. Uh, you are concerned about it? Yeah, it's the peer pressure. You know, no matter, we could only do what we think will be right, you know, guide him. But then uh, it's the peer pressure. Everybody's not like us. Right. I mean, a lot of his friends or the parents are thinking, totally different yeah. and those are his friends so that's that's what we're concerned about why not take him out what, you, what do you mean can't you home homeschool him or or find a homeschooling group and work with him because they're going to destroy him there's a lot of pros and cons though i mean i am working full-time and then we both have part-time jobs um, you're working full-time? Yeah, I am. And you both have part-time jobs? Yeah, we both have full-time and part-time jobs. You know, Bay Area is really expensive. Oh, so up north there, huh? Yeah. So we have to do that. So there's a lot of pros and cons, you know, with what you're suggesting. But, yeah, it's it's hard. I agree with what he's saying. Yeah. yeah we, we thought about it. Uh, you thought about we it? We thought about it, but... Uh, then had a microphone. We thought about it, but I think uh, if we if we raise him the right way, I think, uh, you know... Uh, the school system won't take over him. Um, That's not true. It's not true. I, mean, I, I feel and like... the reason for that, and I understand what you're saying, and right. that's supposed to work, right? But the school system is against parents and children. They really, they're all working together to brainwash and destroy the children. And if you're not, like, heavily involved the way he's doing with his child now, and you guys are working, can't you cut back on something? Like move to a cheaper area or something like that? Because when he becomes a teenager, it's over. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a scary thought. Yeah, and we're, parents are supposed to watch over their children so that when they do go out into the world, they won't be taken over so easily by evil. That's the job of the parent, to be perfect, to watch over the children, protect them, because they were sent to us by God, right? Right. And you have a responsibility to watch over. You can't have an excuse. Yeah. yeah. Because right. if you really, really think about it, you can move out of San Francisco. You don't have to live in that particular area. You can cut back. You can make sacrifices. And in the long run, you will be glad you did because his soul would be saved. It's a good way of putting it. Okay. That, that may, you disagree yeah. with that? No, no, I agree with it. You just yeah. got to figure something out. Yeah. What do you think about that? Are you willing to make that ego sacrifice for him? I don't think it's an ego sacrifice. It's well, just, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's just a yeah, there's a lot of things to consider, Jesse. I mean, I would love to, like, just not work and just, you know, yeah. 
focus with him, but we all have to work. I know, but to work, to, to, both of you have full-time jobs, right? Yeah. And part-time jobs. That says that you, the material things too, are too important for you. You're unwilling to cut back on the material things for the soul salvation. I could be wrong because I don't know your business. Right. Am I wrong about that? I I think you're right. We just have to figure out ways on you know how to do how to do it. Yeah, because children of God, we don't need a lot. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, even if we're working two jobs, I don't even think it's a lot. But it's a lot of work. But right. it's a lot of work with only this much, you know, that much pain. Yeah. But Everything up there is so expensive anyway. It's, very expensive. it's expensive all over California, but right. even worse. Thank you, buddy. He's like, put that mic up to him. <laughs> Alpha male. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he took the mic. Um, San Francisco is ridiculous. Yeah. And so the children of God, we're supposed to be in moderation all that we do. Not be like the world, not try to have what they have and all that. And now that you're overcoming that fallen state, I would recommend you look at those things that you don't really need right now. You know, I'm sure you can cut back on some stuff. Okay, thank you. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Because when you really, really, really think about it, you don't need that extra pair of shoes or you don't need to go to that. You don't need this big old house for now. Or... And you'll be satisfied a moderate home for now because you can always upgrade if you want to when you get older. But to protect the scientists or the kids, period, is more important. Because they're going to they're, they're steal and they're going to destroy them. They are set out to do that now. And so to just say, oh, I got to work, I wish you well, he's not strong enough to fight against the wiles of the devil that coming through those people. Because after a while, he'll be 18, he'll be 15, 16. He's not going to want to listen to you guys because they, they're going to convince him that you're wrong and they're right. And he'll go against you, your values. Yeah, we're kind of going through that now. You, you are going through that now? In what way? If you uh, can know, say. Trying, trying to guide him the right way, but uh, you know, I, I think I have a hard time influencing him in certain ways. Right. Right. Because you're not the real father anyway, so it's exactly. difficult if all was right. well at school, it would be difficult for him to listen to you because you're not the real father. Right. I had a stepfather, and he was a kind of he could be to me, nice, and but my soul did not identify with him. And it didn't matter what he did for me, right? Uh, my soul didn't identify, so I never really accepted him as my father. And he was a really nice guy. He worked hard. He and my mother had eight. <laughs> Eight other children, and, and she never had to work. He went to work, provided, and, but I just never identified with him. Right. And I remember he was about to die, and I went back there to Indiana, and he said to me, uh, they called me Punchy. He like, Punchy, when I die, make sure you watch over these other kids. They just are crazy they want to be. And I was surprised to hear him say that because he respected me, and I didn't know it because all the other kids was having issues and things like that. But I didn't know he did, but it's hard raising a stepchild. So what? I'm sorry, I have a question about that. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people who could relate in our situation. Is yeah. there any way that we could 
help them identify their stepfather, or how does that work? I mean, to help them find their real father. No, not not find the real father, but to have that connection between the stepfather. Oh, and, uh, oh, I see. To get along with the stepfather. Oh, just tell them not not to resent it, resent him, and he's not trying to be their father. You know, he's there to help you and help provide and things like that, but he's not their father. And so when you deal with him, don't treat him as though you're daddy. You know, you would treat him with respect and all that, be honest with him, but not like daddy. And, and he'll accept that eventually. My, my, uh, <coughs> my stepfather, me and my older sister got in a fight once when I was a little kid, and she started the fight. And then she went whining to him. But you hit me, because when she hit me, I hit her back. I don't play that. If a woman hit me, she going down. <laughs> you remember that, buddy. Don't let no woman hit you, all right? <laughs> and so, even we were raised that way anyway. When girls hit their brothers and cousins, and they would run to mama or daddy about it, the parents would say, oh, don't hit her. They said, you know what, you hit him, he should hit you. Go sit down. And so she hit me for something. We got in this fight, and I knocked her out. And she went and told my stepfather, her father, and he whooped me and not her. I held that against him for so long. Really, I, I, I held that because I knew he was wrong, and he wasn't my daddy. That made, that's what really made the difference. I knew he was My soul yearned for my real father. And so don't try to be daddy to him. Just be a good example and talk to him and try to guide him. But never try to be his father. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense? It does make sense. Yeah. How do you feel about him? About him? Uh-huh. You know his name? Matt. Matt. <laughs> How, do you ever say his name or you just say, hey? Um, How do you call him? I call him Uncle Matt. Uncle Matt. Yeah, he told me to call him that. Speaking to the microphone. Yeah, he told he told me to call him that a long time ago. Right on. So, how do you feel about him? Um, that's a good question. Kind of like I don't know. Kind of like as a teacher. As a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't resent him. All right. Don't get mad at him. when he tell you the right thing. Appreciate it. Okay. But don't get mad at him for telling you the right thing because Satan will tell you, "Oh, that's not your daddy." Don't listen to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to that. Because he really want to guide you. He want to help you. And uh, you speak up, but just don't be angry. All right? Okay. Okay? Uh, what, do you know your real father? Yeah, but I haven't seen him before. Why not? you never seen him at all? Yeah. What is that like? How do uh, you feel about that? I kind of want to see him, but, like, it's going to be hard because he doesn't know, like, it's, um... He's like kind of affected by the devil and stuff. He was so, affected by the devil? Yeah. Everybody affected by the devil. What do you mean? Like, he doesn't. Um, he's got his own family. He's got like his own family, and like his wife doesn't want him to see me. So that's kind of like a barrier between him and me. Oh, man. And so did he say that, or someone told you that? My mom told me that. Oh. Did you try to reach him or something and they won't let you? Yeah, I email him often. Often? Yeah. And he doesn't respond? He does respond, but, like, he tries to keep it a secret. Oh, he say, don't tell my wife? He knows. He, he knows. I know, but he just, like, 
He doesn't tell that to his wife. Oh, so how do you how do you know he doesn't want his wife to know? Because like his wife will get mad and she'll like break up with him and she'll take the kids away. Oh, amazing! And so, what do you think? Speak into the mic. What do you think about that? Um, if I like ever meet her, I'll just try to understand her. I won't try to get mad. Right. Don't get mad at her. Yeah. Because it's not her fault that your father's weak with her. It's yeah. his fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. Uh, that's too bad. I totally understand it. Forgive your father. He can't help it. Okay. All right? It doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It's just that he cannot help. Can he contact you whenever you want to? Yeah. He can? I, he contacts me when I email him. Oh, yeah? Do you have a FaceTime with him? No. Uh, is it FaceTime or Skype? Whatever. Whatever. Do you have a whatever with him? Yeah. Some, well, I've called him one time. Okay. He's answered, but I don't think his wife was there at that time. You don't think what? I don't think his wife was there at that time. Oh, good. Wow, that's hard on you, man. I totally understand it. It's hard on the kids going through all this mess. All this mess that we make growing up. Isn't that something? What a mess. It is. What a mess. Don't be angry about any of this mess. Okay. All right? Your parents love you. Your father loves you. They just were crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, so that you don't repeat it, don't hold any anger against them. Forgive them. Okay. And learn to speak up, but just don't be angry. All right? All right. That way you don't, you don't meet a woman and make a baby and have the same problem. You won't go through the same thing. Your kids won't go through that. All right? All right. Amazing. You're a smart guy, though. Real smart, man. Nice. Well, whenever you can, let him talk to his father whenever he can. Yeah, yeah don't keep him away at all. Yeah. Amazing. All right, I appreciate that, buddy. You had your hand? Yeah, I was just going to add on to your point about the schools and share this. Um, you know, the kids are in the school for seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day, right? And and they're sitting in a chair like this, listening to people who do not love God yeah. all yeah. day. And how long are they with us? in that kind of conversation at night, maybe an hour, it's not good odds. The numbers are not good. And That's what's going right. on at this, it's not like half of what's going on in school is okay. It's now, you know, the social studies class is, is going hard at this. The, the English class, whatever they read, they're picking the books that they want to brainwash the kids with. When it comes to the, you know, even like the math class now, it's like the word problems are around environmentalism, you know. I'm serious. Yeah, they're, 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 every single class, they're spending all of the time at the level of the principal trying to incorporate all of this into every single class. So the quality of education has gone to zero, and it's all the politics that, the, 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 yeah. So the, the, the odds are not good. With eight or nine or ten hours, and then we get an hour at night maybe, the yeah. odds are not good. We can't, we can't let this happen. We, we've got to and make then on top of that, the kids are dealing with what's happening in the home between the father and the mother. The father and mother not getting along, so they're dealing with all that too. And then they're going to school and the teachers are brainwashing them with evil. It's hard on the kids like that. Parents need to make some sacrifices right now. Really. Fathers and mothers need to protect their children. Because these people are not playing. I've heard horror stories, man, that I never thought a teacher would do. I just never thought a teacher would deliberately brainwash the children. And I never imagined they would deliberately try to keep the parents away from their own children. You know, you got to be high to do that. Do your teacher get high? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, here. 
That's an amazing story, man. Let me take you there, I'll take you. Yes. Um, I just wanted to add an example, just the school system. I started working at LASD this year, and um, the school where I was working, um, there was just one day where the, the students were talking. They're in seventh grade. They were talking amongst themselves, and they were talking about the health teacher, and the health teacher had told the boys that seventh grade that they could um, donate their sperm in the future to make money. And this is a seventh. This is a seventh grade health teacher who is a lesbian, um, and she's putting these things to to the kids. I told the kids, "Hey, that's not appropriate. You guys should yeah. be sharing this with your parents." And they told me that I was a prude, and that that was real life. This is the students telling me my response that I think they should be sharing this information with their parents. So I've come to also realize that parents don't care either. There's a lot they of parents don't. that don't care either. Parents do not care about their children. Um, so it's it's really unfortunate just like how seventh grade kids are thinking yeah. even now. Yeah. That's amazing. Our battle is a spiritual battle and they're going after the children. Once they get them, it's over. Look at the look at the generation Z and and millennials now. They're all corrupt. It's not uncommon for uh uh, millennials to smoke pot and have sex out of where like think it's nothing because the schools have brainwashed them, demoralize them. And if you want to demoralize a nation, you got to demoralize the people. You demoralize them, you can control them. You can make them believe anything. And the parents are too busy working and, and, and mo- mothers are work. sorry, mothers are working, pretend to be a man. They don't care about the children. They don't make that sacrifice for the children. We're supposed to sacrifice for the children. In the good old days, families had lots of kids, right? Um, I had one aunt, she had like, she and her husband had 16, 17, 18 kids, maybe 19, a couple died. But the mother stayed home and raised the kids while the father worked. They made the sacrifice. And now the kids are all doing well. And they, you know, they bought a home, they got married, they started their families because it begins in the home. And it's so important that the parents are perfect. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, so he can help you to raise your children. If that doesn't happen, this is what's going on. What a mess. So I really hope you guys make that, find a way to make the sacrifice because he's smart right now. That can change, and it will, because the teachers are not playing. And they got all kind of corrupt teachers in schools now. Men wearing dresses to school, women wearing pantsuit, pretending. Your kids have no been to be around. That's evil. That's hell on earth. They can't handle that. It's not in their spirit. The spirit is not strong enough. Even the parents are, adults are afraid of these people. That's why you don't see rallies in the streets about this stuff. The men and women are afraid of them. They're afraid of evil. Yes, sir. Good morning. Is this your first time? Yes, sir. Right on. What's yes. your name and how did you hear about it? Uh, my name is Armik, and uh, I was I was told about you by uh, Kalo Marcus. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, nice. Welcome, man. Thank you. Um, he told me that, that, you know, you got a lot of insight, and uh, I have a situation, I guess, um, like to share with you okay i'm in a situation where i'm basically trying to save my family from splitting up you know me and my son's mother a lot of women 
I'm trying to uh, save my family from break splitting up because um, problems between me and my son's mother. I'll, I'll admit, like the most of the four years, I've been out of order and yeah. and, and and allowed things to get this far. And uh, now I'm just trying to find the tools to to keep us from splitting up, and so our kid won't be in a in a broken a uh, broken home. Right. And um, are you married to this woman? I'm not. Are you living with her? Yes. So you guys live together? Right. And she's, uh, you know, since we broke up, she's asked to stay. You know, she's planning to move out finally, I guess, within the next few months. I found out uh, she's been visiting a a, a guy in jail and, you know, communicating or putting Facebook information, like calling herself his wife and and things like that. How did you find that out? Well, I asked her about it because I saw on our car the, uh, that she'd been taking trips to the Corcoran prison. Oh, okay. And um, all of this pretty much started about a few months after we had, like, broken up in, in the home. And I just became complacent and, and didn't even get on her until she said, hey, you know what? I don't want to work this out and I want to move right. on. And things just, you know. So if she leave, would she take your child to she says no, that, you know, I'd be able to see him and it'd be joint, you know, custody and everything. But I can't ne- necessarily trust her on that. Yeah. Not all of the things that she says always lines up. And even so, with joint custody, I, I know what's best for our child wouldn't be, you know, ping-ponging him back and forth between two households. Yeah. And so your question for me is what? Uh, man, uh <sighs> What advice, I guess, would you have for me on my mission to try to, um, you know, bring my family back together and and, and rekindle a situation where we can, you know, work things out? And as far as the fighting, and it was a lot of fighting that led to all of this, you know, and I I know like three years of fighting is four or whatever is a lot. However, the past six months has been, you know, just pure peace. But, you know, she's already said. Because she's leaving now? No. How come you having peace with her now? Well, I've always wanted to have peace with right, her and everyone, but I've uh, I've been uh, uh, how do you say always uh, struggling with that, and I finally got to a point of maturity and and, and tired of of breaking so many uh, relationships, jobs, friendships, you know, things right like that. That uh, it gave me a reality shock. I had also been uh, dealing with a situation where, like, uh, my grandfather, the man who raised me. Like my hero, he had got hit with a vascular dementia, so he was like bedridden for the past four years. Like at the time when I started this relationship, started my school uh, uh, school at Trade Tech, uh, I was still, I guess, in in the process of being distracted by uh, you know what my grandfather was going through and so forth, which is, of course, no excuse. And since he passed in, in February, some months after that, I you know that situation is over. And then I kind of came more to my senses. So I think all of that stuff kind of came to head along with me being 34 and at this age of, you know, realization. And now that I realize everything, it seems too late, you know. I know what you mean. Are you working? Yes. Are you working? Yes, I am. You don't seem to be sure. No, no, yes, I absolutely am working. There's (laughs) no way that what's happening in in our household would happen if I wasn't working. I'm the only one bringing in the money. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm working. And so is she older or younger? 
younger by two years. Oh, okay. Um, here's what you got to do in order to make it through this. You got to let go because by realizing you were wrong for the way you've been doing it. She got her wrong stuff, too. She got to repent for that. But you were wrong for, first of all, making a baby out of wedlock, moving in with a woman, not married, and all this other stuff you've been doing. And and now, now that you're waking up, you're realizing your house is on fire. And God will help you through it. But you got to accept that you were wrong. You can't blame her for anything. Of course, she is wrong, but she's a one person. You got to repent for herself. But you admit that you were wrong and endure that pain of being wrong so God can change you from that. And he will work out your situation. If, uh, but if you don't admit that you were wrong, completely take it, you're just going to end up in another situation. Or you end up keeping this woman and catching nothing but hell. And it gets to get worse. Because, uh, because you're doing it the wrong way by living with her without being married. Uh, you got with her before you married her. You just, everything is wrong, so it cannot turn out right. It's impossible. There's no way to recover this to where art is this. Right. You got to you gotta relax now and take the pain of being wrong. So God can cause you to overcome that ego, that nature, and you would never have to go down this road again. It would be perfect for the rest of your life. But you got to be born of the Father. You must come out of this fallen state that you're in. Because we all do some weird, crazy things when we have been turned away from our fathers. And we don't see what we're doing. It seems right when we're doing it. That's because we live in our head in the darkness of our thoughts. And all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. But we live in there when the mother traumatizes us. We escape into the head. And we start living there. But now that you suffer and you're ready for a change, God will bring you out of there darkness of your mind, and he will start guiding you. With love, a voiceless voice will guide you. Common sense will guide you. And so, I hope that you don't lose your son, but if you do, as he was saying earlier, love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, along with nothing else, or nobody else, or anything else, and love your neighbor as yourself. I'm telling you, he will clean up your house, and cause you to have the life he created for you. It would be amazing. But do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, 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 do not. That sounds like a song. Do not, do not try to hold on to her. She will destroy you. And she will destroy your son. Because she'll see it as a weakness. And, and, and she would see that you made her more important than God himself. And women hate weak men because a man is not supposed to need a woman. A woman needs the man. The man needs God. So you got to overcome the woman being your God. Right now, women are your God because you have not overcome your mother. And so when you, your mother made you resent her by turning you away from your father, she caused all women to become your God. And so it's not God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. Right now, the woman is your God, and Satan is her God, and you're catching hell. You got to go, did Mark tell you go and forgive your mother? Um, not yet, no. Yeah, you got to go and forgive your mother for turning you away from your father, for causing women to become your God. She couldn't help it. Your mother could not help it. 
She hated her mother. She hated all men. She hated the cat, the dog, the rice. I don't know how you know this stuff, but it's I've never met my father. My mother has had a pretty bad relationship or you know, with her mom who's, you know, no longer living. I don't know how you know this stuff, but it, yeah. it happens we, to be correct. <laughs> yeah. Because every human being on earth that ever entered the earth have to go through that. All human beings. We're all born that's what it means to be born in sin. We're born into crazy mothers. The mothers are evil. So basically, you know, by letting this go, you know, of course, letting her go. And that, I guess that would mean, you know, just get ready, prepare for the co-parenting type of situation. Yes. There's there's no. Yeah. And then don't just assume it's going to always be that way. Will you? Because if, once you return to the father, he will make things happen that you never imagined would happen. You may end up with your son. He, he know that God not holding it against you that you did all this dumb stuff. Right. He doesn't hold things against us for what we do in that fallen state because he know we couldn't help ourselves. That we were recreating the image of the mother and we couldn't help it. We were born in sin, right? And so when you go and forgive your mother, hey, mother, I'm sorry for hating you for being so evil and turning me away from my father. And then your father, your father could not protect you because he didn't overcome his mother. And every woman you get involved with is mama. And so fathers can't protect their children because they're married to mama. You're attracted to what you hate. And so it goes from generation to generation until somebody get it right. And so forgive your father. He loved you. He just couldn't handle your mother. And, you, and this woman you're with is your mother. And that's why you can't handle her. What the? What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, you know, it. it it's obviously not, you know, what I wanted to hear, but um, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, because if you fight this and try to convince this woman to stay and I don't want to have to co-parent, she's going to take him away from you completely. Because she'll see how much you love him and she'll use him against you to make you suffer. She'll destroy him just to get back at you. Because it's too important. Women live off hurting people. And they don't have love. Women don't have love. They only have hate. And they get their life from hurting people. Amazing, huh? Yeah. So I highly recommend that you take the pain of being wrong. Just know that this is not working because I've been doing it the wrong way. And then go forgive your mother. Forgive your father. And everything will start to change. It's already changing right now. The fact that you can see what I'm telling you makes sense is God with you. He allow you to see that what I'm saying is true. He's already changing your life. It's happening as we speak because he only allow those to see who are ready for a change to come back to him. But if you don't love your parents, you're not going to love God. And love them means you don't hate them. It doesn't mean you got to live with them. It doesn't mean you got to bring mama to California to get a hug. It doesn't mean. No. I, I didn't say anything. I said. But I didn't say who. It's like I threw a stone in the water, and, and the rock hit. It just means don't resent your parents. They couldn't help themselves. 
And when you don't resent them, you have the Father's love for your parents and all people. And he will guide you. But, so you got you to gotta face your mother. All right? Thank you. And, and your father, forgive them. Uh, and did he tell you about the silent prayer? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Make sure you do, give him the paper there so he, make sure you do the silent prayer. God said, be still and know him because everything you're looking for is inside of you. You have Christ, you have the Father, and you have the Holy Spirit. And you'll start living from within rather than out. So be still. Another thing I wanted to mention today, <clears throat> and this is a perfect time for it, you guys need to be willing to go through hell and back. You got to stop running from hell. You got to face the hell, the conflict, the fear, the doubt, the worry, the jealousy, the envy. You got to be still and go through that. And then on the other side is freedom. That is dying and waking up to the Father. And you shall have light. That's what Christ went through for us. He went through pure hell and he dealt with it perfectly by not resenting it. And he came out on the other side. And that's what's going to happen to us as children of God. But you got to let that ego die. Don't be afraid if this woman want to leave you. Okay, bye. <laughs> and you're going to feel, and she's going to have you feeling all sad and blaming yourself. And sitting by. don't do it. All lies are all uh, wrong all the time, right? And so the pain that you're going to feel from losing your son, you got to go through that so you can love God only. On the other side is you, a brand new you, the real you. And nothing on earth would be more important than what is right. And you'll be able to endure all things. But you got to start now that you have returned to the Father. You got to endure losing friends and family members and children and money and cats and dogs and all that. So you'll overcome the world and you'll be free. You got to call look what's happened to the school. The parents, there should be major rallies in L.A. right now about that. Evil people trying to steal their children, and they're like outright doing it now. They're not hiding it anymore. And the parents don't do anything. They do nothing because they're afraid, and it's all about ego. It's not about love. So do the silent prayer morning and night, and the paper there will tell you how to do it. And so you can come out of your thoughts. And believe me, God will bring you out of thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time. There's no such thing as a true thought. They're all lies. And they're not your own. You don't create thoughts, and they don't come from God. It's come from your anger, which is the nature of Satan. So do the silent prayer. Stay with it. Because people are not staying with it, and they're suffering. Because God said, pray without ceasing. He wants you to always be in the present with him and not in your head, so he can protect you from evil and guide you. So stay with the prayer. So you'll be fine. You just have to let go. Thank you. All right. Did that help? You know, I I think so. You know, I don't at this point, you know, I don't really can't really judge, but I'm just willing to, you know, walk the path that I need to walk. Right on. Have a wait and see attitude. Absolutely. Deal with things as they are happening. Don't think about what you're going to do or what you won't do. Have a wait and see attitude. I wish you well, man. I've been there. I lost my son like that, too. And he came back once I got right. The father drew him back unto me. Because the real power is in the man. You are sons of God, right? The men are 
men were created by God, so they're sons of God. And then God took the woman from the man, so women are subject to the man. But what happened is because women don't, a lot of them don't forgive their mothers for turning them away from their fathers. And they don't ever love their fathers, so they end up repeating what mama did. They destroy the sons and the daughters over and over. What do you think about that? It makes sense. I don't, I'm, you know, still don't know a, a lot yeah. of, about it. But. Right on. One step at a time. It'll come. He'll reveal all things to you. But y'all got to be willing. Stop being so weak. It's just a little inside pain. It's not going to kill you. Don't worry what people think about you. Don't worry what people say about you. Don't worry about if, if people think negatively of you or they gossip about you or they turn on you. Be glad to see that because that was a fake friend and you thought it was a friend. That was a fake family member. You thought it was a family. Like mothers, when you go to your mother to forgive her, she'll build an army against you. She'll, she'll call up every brother, every sister, Aunt Joe, Aunt Leroy, Uncle Leroy. You know what? I raised that boy all my life. <laughs> And now that he grown, he going to say he hate me. What about his old no good daddy? <laughs> he, he's talking about he want to be with his daddy. His daddy didn't do nothing for him. I did it. And then the family member, yeah, child, I can't believe that boy doing that to you. After all, you, you brought him in this world. <laughs> and then that person going to call up Aunt Maddie. I'm mad. I, you hear what Joe did to Louise? <laughs> and then they call you up. Why are you treating your mama like that? Y'all know what I mean? Isn't that a mess? Mama would build an army against you. That's because mama has no love. Women don't forgive. That's why we forgive them so we can turn back to the father and we can bring them out of the hell that they're in. Men should be saving women, not taking advantage of them, but saving them. They're looking for a father's love. They're not looking for sex. They're looking for a father's love. Women have no love at all. They, they get it from, they should have gotten it from their fathers when they were little, but the mother turned them away. And so when they grow up, grow up and start dating and things like that, uh, they're looking for men to bring them out of it. But the men, the men are looking for mama's love. Because they have not overcome mama and they think sex is love. And sex is just a drug. It's no different than cocaine or heroin or pot. It just makes you feel good. And then they, the drug dealer control you. Women are sex dealers and men are sex addicts. Did you know that? Suppliers and users. Yeah. <laughs> I see it now. So what? I see the, the one who has it, the one who seeks it. Yeah. So you've been a drug addict all this time, but a sex drug addict. Isn't that amazing? And then when you don't do it with them, when you start growing away from it, and you become an independent person again, a man that you should be, living from the love of God, they're going to say, oh, you don't love me. You don't treat me the way you used to treat me. You don't worship me. You don't care about my problem. You don't feel my pain. What they're really saying, you don't let me control you anymore. 
I used to be able to control you. We had sex every night. And now you don't have sex. They're saying I'm losing control. But they act like they're saying you don't love me, right? But really they're saying you don't let me control you. And then you, in your blind state, you try to please them again, and then they kill you. And go find another man and kill. It's a spiritual battle like I've never seen before. And it's always, ever since Adam and Eve, it's been there. There's this war between men and women. Women hate the image of God in the man. Because that spirit in her knows that you're sons of God. They see God in you. But that spirit in her, which is of the devil, hate the image of God. So it worked through the women. And that's why I said on the show Friday, that's why I want to try to end this with, is that <clears throat> there is a real war coming. This war between black and white is a little plaything compared to the war that's coming, the spiritual war. And if you pay attention, they're lining the women up. They'll put them in positions of power in our government, in the schools, in the homes, in the police departments, all over. If you re- in the news, reporters are becoming women. And this is conservative women and liberal. Con- conservative women are not on your side. They're not, they're not on the side of what is right. <clears throat> if the choice between a man and a woman, they will help that woman before they help you. They'll help that woman destroy you. I see it in the media. These women, Bible-thumping women, but they're always pushing women over men. Truck drivers are becoming women. Doctors, every time they have an expert, it's a woman. And so what's going to happen, you better get ready. My grandmother, the old people you can say in this song about there's a storm rising, let's go home. A storm is rising. And when these women get in positions of power, where they make the laws and control the laws, it's over for the men. It's over. Because they have no love. They're not going to care. They're not going to feel anything for you. As a matter of fact, when they see that they're giving you pain, you give them life. They come alive. Really. Pay attention, folks. This is not... Talk to the people in Sweden. This happened over there already from what I'm being told. And as a result of women taking over over there, 99% of the women are sluts. And the men are weak. 99% of the men are weak. And then so when the Allah u people come in, <clears throat> when the Allah u people cross the border illegally or however they get there, the women are waiting at the borders to open up their legs. And they open their legs up at the border. <laughs> come on in. Because when men are weak, Satan control. Really. When men are weak, God works through men. And when men are weak, this is what you got. You don't get a chance because the fathers are weak in the home. So as a little kid, you don't get a chance. You're killed before you even have a chance. And that's why I want you guys to really watch over him. Because it's hard enough living with, uh, you know, not the real father. And now he has to deal with the wickedness of the schools and Kids can't handle that. They cannot handle that. When I was growing up in school, there's no way to teach you. If an issue happened, the teacher would contact the parent right away because they know the parent wasn't going to put up with that. They knew it wouldn't. They wouldn't be having lesbians teaching our children. You know what I mean? Not outright 
doing that. But it's a spiritual battle. And the real spiritual battle is between men and women. And if you pay attention, they're putting men out of work. They say, oh, we have a shortage on uh, truck drivers now. We need more drivers, right? Who are they interviewing? Women. The men need the jobs. And then I saw the other day on one of the channels, I believe it was on uh, Fox and Friends or something, they had this black guy, his wife on there, and they were starting a, a trucking school or something. And they started questioning who they started out with, the woman first. So Liz, why are you starting this school? I would say, why are you asking Liz? Oh, and um, another thing I've noticed, preachers, when they do their little church thing now, when they go on interview, they have the woman with them, like they're partners in business. Mm-hmm. Women ain't no preacher. The men are weak. You don't have to be afraid. God is with you. You must be born again so you don't be afraid of that spirit. Because it's not the person that you're afraid of. It's that spirit that's in the person. And you don't realize that's what it is that's holding you back. Because when you overcome fear by returning to the Father, you will have no fear, no doubt. And you will grow out of those thoughts. You will grow. I'm a witness to that. I used to live in my, I didn't know you could live out of, of those. But he, will, he is renewing your mind. And the Bible says renew your mind. But the Bible thumpers think renewing your mind means to study the Bible and remember the Bible, right? But renewing your mind means to return to the Father and he will bring you out of the hell of the mind back into the peace, peacefulness of the heart of love. But it's not going to happen until you're born again of the Father. And that's you got to do the prayer. So many men and women are not doing this. They'll do the silent prayer. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I was just free. And then next time you talk to him, oh, Lord, life is so bad. I'm in my head. I can't. I'm like, do you do the silent prayer? And they want to lie. Uh, I'm like, do you do it? I, I do it sometime. Are you doing the silent prayer morning and night, every morning? No. <laughs> what a mess. No human being can save you. My job is to point you back to the sword that will save you. No preacher, no one can save you. You must return to the Father. And guys, there's a real war coming in America. This little white and black thing is serious, is evil, but wait until the women take over. You think they're bad in the homes? Wait till they can uh, create laws that put you in jail. There are so many women now, old women, they were in these TV movies and things, and now they're coming out. Oh, you know, remember that movie, Little House on the Prairie? What was the name of that guy that died? Yeah, Michael. And now the woman that played with him, she coming out. Oh, he abused me. <laughs> he, he, they didn't pay me the same money. The man is the producer of the show. You, you're supposed to be paying him to say, her the same money. But now she's talking about abuse. 120 years later. <laughs> and why how the people go, oh, the women, don't question whether it's true or not. Just believe the woman. That's evil. So I highly recommend you go and forgive, do the silent prayer, and let the Father guide you. He'll take care of you. He really will. He needs men to be right. And women, too. 
You need women to forgive their mothers. So when they do get married, they'll be, it'll be a, amazing to be a wife and a mother to the man's children. It wouldn't be in competition. It would be none of that. It would be all love all the time. All right? So do the silent prayer because this war that's coming between men and women ain't no joke. And women are not equal to men. All right? It ain't no joke. Don't worry about it. Don't freak out. But be aware. And ladies, y'all need to return to the Father too. Really. Because God came that you may have peace as well. But you got to forgive your mothers and forgive your fathers for not protecting. It's the same thing. All right? So I got to... Um, we still didn't really do the biblical question. Did you have your hand? Yeah. Yes, sir. I answered my answer. I don't know what the other people are going to we're running out of time. Right. But uh, on Thursday's show, uh, somebody sent, I think, a super chat or a, from DLive about marriage. Uh, if a man um, divorces his wife and then remarries in the same condition, does that mean that, that he has two wives? So, um, And then you mentioned that... Um, if it's true, if the marriage is truly under God, the man only has one wife, yes. right? And it, yep. they never separate. Right. But um, I'm not trying to be a, a Bible thumper, but um, right. one, one of the first things that Jesus that Jesus preached on the mount after he was baptized by John the Baptist said that he said that um, the man shall leave his family to unite with his wife. Uh, when a man get married. He- Cleave to his wife? No, no. He, he marries his wife. He, he leaves his family to right. marry his wife. You know, he, and, and then he goes off on his own. own right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. And um, if he shall divorce, his, if she want, if if he wants to divorce his wife, then he shall uh, write like a letter. I don't know. It, like you said before, too, that you can't really uh, uh, um, take the the Bible seriously because it's been changed throughout the centuries like they rewrite yeah. it and all that yeah, yeah. so uh, basically the only um, what's your question for me I'm out yeah. of time. so um, the only valid way to divorce your wife is in the case of infidelity so sh- do we have the right to divorce our wife on, if she's I will wait and see because uh, let's say a wife may go and cheat yeah. But she's really, 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 really sorry about it. Mm-hmm. And you can see that she's sorry about it. You may not have to divorce her. Because we make yeah. stupid mistakes sometimes, right? And if you have love, you can forgive her. Especially knowing that she's not going to do it again. So I will have a way to see attitude about all things. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah, but it's kind of hard to trust her after that, you know? <laughs> do you have a wife? No, I don't. But have you ever had a wife? No. Well, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying what but the you scripture know says. You, you know? But see, if you with the father, you don't know how you're going to deal with a situation. You really don't know until you're in that situation. Yeah. So don't worry about that at now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until it happens you, to me, right? Then. But then you don't I'll even know. know if it's going to happen. Though. <laughs> All right. What the? Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Don't you. think ahead. Stay present. Yeah. All right. Okay. Don't do what if. Just live. God wants us to live now in His present, not in a false tomorrow or a false yesterday. All you have is right now. Nothing else. The here and now. Yeah. Here and now. All right. All right. <laughs> the Bible go-to guy wanted to comment on that, and then we'll close. Yes, sir. I forgot you forgot your comment. Oh, okay. About the letter thing. Oh, this. Oh, um, yeah. What he was trying to. Thank you. What he was trying to say is that Moses is the one who gave the writ of divorce because Jesus said because of the hardness of their hearts. Yeah. 
And he said it's not wasn't that way from the beginning. And and um, and only the infidelity. Yeah. Now. Okay. Um, any questions or any doubt about anything you've heard about this battle coming on and men got to return and women to the fathers? Anything, especially for the new people that are here. Any questions or any doubt about anything? No. Well, just one, one quick question. Um, okay. Yes, he's twelve. Um, I didn't want any kids or anyone to to think that, you know, all women are evil and all that. All right. Could we oh, just okay. kind of clarify that? Okay. You want me to clear that up? Mm. Okay. All women are evil. <laughs> But until they forgive their mothers and return to the father, if they could love, if they never were, if they were never turned away from the fathers when they were little girls, they would not be evil. They would be of the father. But because the mothers turn the children away from the fathers, they take on the mother's nature and the mothers that join that is only hate. She only has anger and there's no love and anger, right? And so until, <laughs> Until they forgive their mothers and fathers, they can't help but be evil. You know how sometimes your mother go off and she yell and scream and carry on? Yeah. Right. See, you're real strong with that one. She cannot help it. Her mother did that to her. And so she has that angry spirit and she can't help it. She doesn't want to do that. She would rather be patient with you. But it's hard on a mother raising kids. They need the father. And so, so, so she cannot help it. She's doing the best she can. That's why I want you to speak up. When she does that, say, hey, mom, stop. You've been so evil. Why are you so nasty? Calm down. But don't get mad. Don't get she. And when you don't get mad, you're showing her love. I want you to be honest and speak up, but don't get angry. Then you're showing her the love that she didn't get from her own father. All right? But don't let it be a responsibility on you. It's just don't get mad. And you'll be fine. That makes sense? Yeah. Did Thank I clear you. that up? Yeah, yeah. Thank oh, you okay. so much. Right. But all, all women are like that until they return to the father. All right? That way when you start dating these little girls out there, you know what you're dealing with. All right? But don't, don't, and forgive your father too. And that way you'll see what's going on. All right? Is that clear? Yeah, that's clear. Okay. I'm glad you asked me that. Thank you. Yeah, straighten it up for him. Um, so I'm going to have to deal with the old question now tomorrow, but we have a brand new biblical question and the brand new biblical question is, oh, is the woman still your God? Is the woman still your God? Is that a good question? I can't tell y'all what hate said (laughs) this morning. One thing he did say, don't ask me. <laughs> but anyway, and I'll deal with the, uh, old, the old one tomorrow. Remind me that I'll deal with it, all right? So that's the uh, new biblical question. But listen, men and women, this is a serious spiritual battle we're having. And it's for the soul of human beings. And it's not personal. It's not like the man is just against the woman. And it's not like 
the woman, the physical person, is against the physical man. It's that spirit that's made a home in you. That's why God said we must be born again. You have once to die and once to live. All of those who have not returned to the Father are dying. And those who return to the Father are living. And you live forever. But as long as you have that anger, you're dying. You have fear, you have doubt, you have all that mess going on. God never planned for you to live that way. He sent his son so you can live a perfect life. And you can live a perfect life on earth when you return to the Father. You can do it. No stress, no worry, no doubt, no anxiety, no suicidal thoughts, none of that. But you got to return to the light. All right? Amazing. Yes, Hermes. I'm just going to piggyback on what you were saying about uh, when women become and get empowered. The L.A. County Board of Supervisors, as you know, they're all women. Yeah. And they're passing all these laws, uh, COVID mandates, vaccine mandates. So, I mean, when they get in power, they pass all these restrictions. And that's how it, that's how hell come about. It comes through the woman. When men were in control, we didn't have all this mess going on. Come men would not accept it. I remember when I was growing up, if a man, a male would even walk like a woman, the adult would say, look at that sister. That's a sister. And so you make sure you didn't walk like a woman. <laughs> they called it out. They didn't hate it, but they called it out because the men were in control. But when the women took over, everything falling apart in the homes, in the schools, everywhere. Because it's not in their nature to lead. It's just not there. They're doing the best they can do. But they don't have it. They live in hell, and they go by how they feel and what they think. All right? So y'all can not pay attention if you want. There's a battle coming. And don't think that conservative women who are out there working and in the media, don't think they're going to defend you. They are not. Because they have no love. All right? What? It's Irma's fault. I mean, just to reinforce what you're saying, look at the, uh, the Supreme and Court. And your ju- mama's not going to defend you. Your sisters are not going to defend you. And the wheat beta males are not going to defend you. Okay. I was say, yeah. just how they tricked Trump to get that woman into the Supreme Court. Yes. And she won't even support uh, pro-life causes. Yeah. You know? um, it's not in the woman to lead. It's just not in her nature. A woman needs the father there to help with raise the child. She can't raise the child because she can't see how to do it. Her mind is of darkness. Yes, sir. Did you have your hand? I did. Oh, okay. Just real, real quick. Um, right. We had a, well, I had a question about, because you say the woman should raise the man's child. I've heard you say that many times. Right. And, you know, we just want to know why you say the man's child as opposed to the parent's child. Or why do you specifically say the man's child? Oh. And then another. <laughs> Be, yes, sir. He want to answer that. You want to answer that? Right on. Children, historically, from the beginning of time, have been the property of the father. Yes. If uh, you look back to the earliest uh, patriarchs of the Bible all the way through the New Testament, uh, a lot of people would like to read it differently, but if you look closely, it's there. It's so uh, much a part of uh, the life for all of history that yeah. it's really not even brought up as a point. You have to kind of look and see, oh, wow. This is all patriarchy. The kids and the wife belong to the father. Yeah. 
because sort of and then to add to that, because he's telling me when I was growing up, if there was ever a divorce or something like that, the kids went with the father, not with the mother, because they knew the mother couldn't do it. And the reason they belonged to the father because they came from the father, and he came through the man, the father. And so they're of the father, and the woman just put it in the oven. She she took she put the bread in the oven, kept it warm, and then it came out. That's all she does. But you listen to the world, they're lying to you. They made the man. What? Right. You said the women carry it for nine months. I said the women carry it for nine months. The man only sprays it, that's all. And then takes care of it with the woman. Right. But the man only sprays it, the woman carries it for nine months. Right. So the woman goes through a lot more stress bodily than the man does. If they didn't have anger, they wouldn't go through that stress. They're only feeling the pain of it because they have anger and God, they're not at peace within. But if women overcame that anger, they'll pump out babies like not and going no. What do you care? <laughs> the women did it in my days. My my grandparents had like nine or ten children or so, right? And they pumped the babies out. They didn't get fat afterward. None of that stuff because they weren't stressed out. They they loved the order. So don't tell me if the women had peace. They would be happy being a mother. They would love being pregnant because they would know it's from God. They would be happy, angry about it. But now they're like, oh, I, I put you in my body. I own you. It was stressful for me. But they leave it out the part that the women are angry. When you're angry, that's why everything is so difficult. But the, women, the children belong to the father. Did that, that make sense? Yes, sir. Yeah. But they, be, they pretend it's to the mother. Uh, oh, everything is so important about the mother. They switch the truth around. All right. I got to end. I have no other choice. Any announcement, Ernest? Okay. So listen, thanks for your support, your tithes and offerings. Um, I think we have that position filled for the office, I think. But if you're interested in the full-time job there at the office, send your resume. And uh, I haven't gotten anyone yet to replace Nick as producer of my show because um, – Nick will be doing his own show come January when we come back, so I need to replace my producer. If you're interested in it, you need to get trained. Contact Nick, producer at Jesse Lee Peterson, and we'll look it over and talk to you. Uh, this time is going by fast. It's November already, so you don't have a lot of time to get trained. So if you're interested, and now I know we get things from people that want to move to L.A. I can't put you up. So if you can move to L.A. and take care of yourself, that's a different story. Uh, send your resume, all right? And thank you for your support. Stay with the silent prayer uh, because you haven't seen a battle yet. It will break loose. you got to get ready. It's a spiritual battle. Have no fear. God is with you, all right? Thank you all for tuning in, and I totally appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. Amazing. Yeah, appreciate it.